Dr. Fauci was running this task force or call the vice president who was going to be in a few weeks named as the head of the task force. Call someone. He didn't do that. He got he organized a conference call with 11 virologists and him and Dr. Collins who control this fiefdom and all the money and power that you talked about, Senator. They said, we're going to handle it this way. We're going to cover it up. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Truth Over News. That was Congressman Jim Jordan telling Senator Roger Marshall about the big elephant in the room, the one that no one seems to want to talk about. When Anthony Fauci found out on January 31st, 2020, that the COVID-19 pandemic likely started in a Wuhan lab, a lab that he had funded, he did not tell anyone. Instead, he covered it up. That wasn't just bad manners, it was criminal. Concealing material information within the jurisdiction of the executive branch of the United States government is an offense. And it was an offense with terrible consequences. Who can doubt that the White House would have responded very differently if they'd been told that there was a lab-made virus out there that is specifically tailored to latch onto human lung cells? China would have been shot off immediately, and the past two years would have turned out very differently. But instead of being charged with concealing material facts, Fauci continues to be celebrated by Biden and by the establishment. Disney even made a movie about him that is so obsequious that it rivals North Korean biopics on Kim Jong-un. But the tide may finally be turning. There's the recent admission from the heads of the World Health Organization and the Lancet Commission that the virus came out of a lab. More importantly, there will be a likely change in congressional and Senate leadership in November. As Congressman Jordan and Senator Marshall discussed last week, plans are already on foot for how their investigation will proceed. You don't, you don't bring in Fauci for a deposition right away. You start by looking at these folks who are on the call, get all the documents you can, unredacted form. Um, so that's something that needs to happen. Um, I'm hoping the Senate's going to be in Republican hands. We're hoping the House is going to be that way as well. And we're already talking about joint type of investigation we can do because the country deserves the truth. Clearly, there needs to be public accountability. And one way of getting that accountability is through congressional hearings. Why did the United States government pay Chinese scientists to play around with dangerous viruses? Why did U.S. researchers provide state-of-the-art biotechnology to a hostile regime? Why was funding arranged through a shady so-called non-profit that also happened to receive lavish funding from the Pentagon? There are many such questions that Congress should look into. But while we may learn a lot about what happened, there will likely be no criminal prosecutions. Congress cannot charge anyone. That can only be done by the Department of Justice. We also need to recall that the House has already taken measures such as defunding Peter Daszak's EcoHealth Alliance, the so-called nonprofit through whom Fauci funded the Wuhan lab, and nothing changed. The only way that lessons will be learned and consequences suffered is through criminal proceedings. And yet that path remains largely unexplored and unreported. To be fair, some people did raise the prospect when Fauci lied to Senator Rand Paul last year. Senator Paul, with all due respect, you are entire, entirely and completely incorrect that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research 
in the Wuhan Institute. Notwithstanding Fauci's exasperated protestations, that was a straight-up lie. He did fund gain-of-function experiments at the Wuhan lab. In fact, he had outsourced the work to China because Obama had banned gain-of-function experiments in the United States. How do we know this? Because Daszak personally thanked Fauci's organization for approving the gain-of-function work to go ahead in China while Obama's moratorium was in effect. The problem is that Congress can charge people for lying. Only the Justice Department can. But while Trump associates are regularly targeted, Fauci remains completely scot-free. Let's go back and analyze the case for Fauci to be held criminally accountable outside of anything to do with Congress. Fauci was appointed to Trump's coronavirus task force on January 29, 2020. Two days earlier, on January 27, Fauci's office received an email from Peter Daszak, the man through whom Fauci was funding the Wuhan lab. The email's subject line was, Wuhan Novel Coronavirus, NIAID's Role in Bat Origin COVs. NIAID's Role in Bat Origin Coronaviruses. Yes, it really says that, and it must have set off massive alarm bells within Fauci's office. The body of Daszak's email provided Fauci with talking points in case he was asked by the media about the collaboration between himself and the Wuhan Institute of Virology. At the time of Daszak's warning, there had been no public reporting on the link between Fauci and the Wuhan lab. But four days later, on January 31st, that changed when the journal Science published an article that indirectly linked to an article co-authored by the Wuhan Lab's director, Shi Zheng Li, and Ralph Barrick of the University of North Carolina, the godfather of gain-of-function experiments. Shi and Barrick had created a genetically modified bat coronavirus that was able to infect humans. And Fauci had funded the work that got them there a fact that was prominently noted in Xi's and Barrick's article. It was at that point that Fauci panicked. Daszak's talking points weren't going to cut it. He had to launch a full-fledged cover-up, which is exactly what he did the next day, February 1st, when he convened a secret teleconference among leading virologists. Those virologists told Fauci that the virus likely came out of a lab. Christian Anderson said that the virus's features looked potentially engineered and that they were inconsistent with evolutionary theory. Robert Gary stated that he could not see a plausible natural scenario where you went from a bad virus to COVID-19. Yet, Fauci stayed quiet and saw to it that two history-changing publications resulted from his secret teleconference. First, a statement was published in the medical journal The Lancet. That statement categorically dismissed the possibility that COVID came out of a lab. Second, a more detailed study, albeit a fake study, was published in the journal Nature. The study falsely claimed that there was no possibility that the virus could have come out of a lab. And who co-authored the Nature paper? None other than Christian Anderson and Robert Gary, the same scientists who privately told Fauci that the virus was not natural. Anderson's and Gary's fake Nature paper became the go-to source for ridiculing the lab leak theory. And Fauci made sure to spread the word. On April 17, 2020, right in front of President Trump, he brazenly promoted the Nature article as incontrovertible proof that the virus came out of nature. Fauci didn't tell anyone about his own role in creating that article. A group of highly qualified 
evolutionary virologist looked at the sequences there and the sequences in uh, bats as they evolve and the mutations that it took to get to the point where it is now is totally consistent with a jump of a species from an animal to a human. So, I mean, the, the paper will be available. I, I don't have the authors right now, but we can make that available too. Incredibly, Fauci pretended not to know the authors, when in truth, he both knew and funded the authors. They had been on his secret teleconference call a few weeks earlier, where they privately told Fauci that the virus came out of a lab. Even more incredibly, it was Fauci who edited the article, a fact that the authors later thanked him for. But in Trump's presence, he feigned ignorance. On a side note, it is not known why the email thanking Fauci put the words origins in scare quotes, although we probably have a good idea why. In a criminal law context, the fact that Fauci feigned that he didn't know the authors of a paper that he played an instrumental part in shaping is a huge red flag. It is the sort of evidence that could be used to tear his story apart, if he ever faced a jury. It is clear and unambiguous evidence of guilt and of a cover-up. Which brings us back to the crime of concealing material facts within the jurisdiction of the federal government. Fauci was already on Trump's coronavirus task force when he was explicitly told by government-funded scientists that the virus likely came out of the Wuhan lab, a lab that Fauci funded. At that point, Fauci had a duty to inform the task force about what he knew. And he had criminal exposure if he lied or concealed facts. Fauci went the opposite way. He covered up the origin while telling Trump that the virus posed no risk to the United States. That's concealment of material facts. Even worse, a few days after the teleconference, when the White House Director of Science and Technology Policy, Kelvin Drogmeyer, asked the National Academy of Sciences to study the origins of the pandemic, Fauci and hand-picked Fauci-funded scientists pushed the natural origin narrative. That's also concealment of material facts. At no point did Fauci truthfully tell the president or the vice president about the likelihood of a lab leak or that he had funded the lab at issue. Fauci's lies did not end there. They continued unabated throughout the pandemic. But it was his failure to tell Trump and the task force the truth which caused the greatest damage. China would have been shut down completely, not just the limited restrictions on flights that Trump had initiated despite Fauci's objections. Enormous pressure would have been brought to bear on the Chinese Communist Party to come clean. Remedy and vaccine development could have factored in the true origin and pathogenicity of the virus. The entire course of history would have changed dramatically and for the better. And Fauci's lies and omissions are central to it all. Unfortunately, even if the next Congress starts taking this issue seriously, they cannot charge anyone. That can only be done by the Department of Justice. Fauci's prosecution for lying to Trump, Pence and the task force will have to come under the next president, which will be on January 20th, 2025, at the earliest. Inauguration Day in 2025 happens to be 11 days shy of five years after Fauci was told that the virus likely came out of a lab. Five years also happens to be when the statute of limitations sets in, after which Fauci can no longer be criminally charged.
In short, the next president will have about 11 days to indict Fauci. That's not a lot of time, but it's enough time. When Fauci was asked about calls for his prosecution, he laughed them off. Senator Cruz told the Attorney General you should be prosecuted. Yeah. <laughs> I have to laugh at that. <laughs> we'll see who will have the last laugh. Thanks for joining us in today's episode of Truth Over News. Real investigations, real analysis, no narratives.